Building Something Out of Nothing is brought to you by Lift Fund. For over 25 years, Lift Fund has backed entrepreneurs who build something out of nothing by providing responsive insights and small business capital when others aren't able to. If you need help launching your passion into a reality, visit liftfund.com today. Building Something Out of Nothing is brought to you by Geekdom. Geekdom is the largest co-working space in the city with the focus of building downtown San Antonio one startup at a time. Visit geekdom.com today to schedule a free tour. What's up, guys? This is Eddie Laughlin, co-founder of Shotgun House Coffee Roasters, and you're listening to Building Something Out of Nothing, a small business podcast right here in San Antonio. Today's guest is Sarah Spivey, the popular meteorologist and news personality for KSAT in San Antonio. We sit down at the Geekdom Audio Lab and chat about her journey to KSAT, including majoring in meteorology at Texas A&M, landing her first gig at K-10 in Sherman, Texas, making the big leap to KSAT in San Antonio, what a day in the life is like behind the scenes as a KSAT meteorologist, what it's like being a well-recognized public figure in San Antonio, and what's on the horizon for Sarah and her career. Enjoy. I don't know if you saw, but I had Mike Johnson on the podcast. I did see that, yeah. Okay, so... Big when Mike. when I had yeah when I had Big Mike on the pod, and I was doing my research for Mike, I there was like nothing on him at all. I know. And I saw that you, I had seen like through your social media that you had interviewed him. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll go check that out. And so then I found the one that was on TV, like the four minute one. Yeah. And then I dug deeper and found like the, the like the minute, long form, yeah. like twenty mm-hmm. minute one. And that like saved my life. That's really like, the one thing I used to do all those questions. I mean, he was he was a nice guy. For him to be from San Antonio, like and be on that national stage, right. even though, you know, it's The Bachelor. It's kind of a I watch it with my husband and we have a good time kind of making fun of it and oh, that, <laughs> no, it's fun it for sure. Well he was like the most down and he was earth the most guy down in the earth world. Guy. Yeah. He was really chill and I think he did a great job representing us because sometimes people get bad edits and they Oh and yeah, I know like for sure. And stuff. Well, and afterwards, I was like, God, he was so cool. He's the best. Like, he's like the coolest guy I've he talked really to in this was whole thing. Awesome. And everybody that would ask about him after that, I was like, I got nothing but good things to say about the guy. And the fact that he wants to work with like the Boys and Girls Club yeah. and yeah. keep being in San Antonio—that's a goal is of his. Awesome. Like, he's not trying to immediately just go to like L.A. or yeah. New York and do some. I don't know. Which is what most people want to do. Which is kind of like, especially that. especially nowadays. Right. It's like they just, and that he mentioned it on the podcast. He was like, and I I found, which I found fascinating. He was like, there's so many people that because they're influencers essentially have more of a chance to be on the show. Oh, yeah, And that's yeah, all totally. they really want. They just want to build that following. So that they can make money on Instagram and stuff like yeah. that. And so. The which I get. I mean, it's, yeah. it's show business. But it's at the same time, show. he was like, yeah, I just showed up because my buddy told me to. And I, I don't know. I just thought his story was so much more like authentic and real. And totally. He was just really cool. But he had nothing but good things to say about you. And oh, our, man. Our little he was preamble. such a gentleman. And yeah. like, I could tell, too, that he was genuine with what he said, which really felt really nice, too, yeah. because sometimes people will say nice things just to say them. But he was like, yeah, most people freak out when they meet me. But she was pretty chill. Yeah, we... Um, and he just hands it up to even back here. Like before you get in here, there were some girls that were kind of looking at oh him. Oh my gosh! And totally. he was so nice, walking up to him and being like, "Can I get some candy?" And you know, stuff like that. Do you guys like, want a hug? Yeah, <laughs> he's like the nicest guy. Um, really nice. He called you. We he mentioned you in like the preamble, and we didn't. Po- I didn't. I think I cut that part out. Yeah. We talked like twenty minutes. Yeah. But he said that you were just like a sweetheart and like a Southern Belle Such type a nice and guy. like really nice. Yeah. Um, is that something you're doing more for KSAT, that type of like one-on-one interview style? Or um, is that like super specific because you watch the show and that like you're was a fan of Mike? Specific. That okay. was specific because I am one of the resident KSAT experts in the Bachelor franchise. Exactly. Yeah, it makes <laughs> so sense. So that one was They're kind like, of... It's Sarah's, it's Sarah's story. Right. Yeah. Um, but I do a lot of... Uh, if I do something other than weather, mm-hmm. it's usually about science or a okay. community event that's going on. Okay. So it's hardly ever like a hard news story. I don't think I've done a hard news story except for like one set case that I covered a house fire because I was the closest person to that fire and they wanted to get a report porter out there and oh, wow. i was the closest and so everybody said, else we need, was we need, out we need someone to get right. there and That's most crazy. of my job anyway is ad-libbing so yeah. most of my job i don't read scripts hardly ever yeah uh and so they were like she can do it i i <laughs> came to found out afterwards that like were you good at doing stuff like that well my boss said you know she said you did awesome yeah you, you were a natural with which that is good. which yeah. i was like 
grateful for because there's a lot of nerves that go on behind the scenes yes, for people. Yes, 100%. Um, especially if you're doing something new or something you're not used to because you try really hard not to think about this is in front of thousands and yep. thousands of people. You try to just make it uh, like what it is when you're in somebody's living room and you're just talking to them. Right. You try to make it more personal. But it's, it's really easy to make it look so easy. I mean, it's really hard to make it look so easy. Thank Everybody you. looks yeah. at it and they think, you know, oh, maybe I could do that. And the reason they think they can do it is because you're making it look incredibly easy. But yeah. it takes a lot of preparation, just like that nat- natural kind of personality. Thank you. It does take a lot of preparation. And thankfully, I was raised in a way to, um, by my parents to kind of treat everybody the same. Okay. And yeah, that helps. And treat everybody with respect and dignity and have fun yeah. and get to know people. And that's one of my favorite parts of my job is just simply being a part of the community and getting to know San Antonio better and better. Because as you know, I mean, how long have you been here? In About San five Ant- years. About five years. There are people from all different walks of life, Definitely. people from all different kinds of income and people who watch KSAT are reflect the community. 100%. And so if you can get out there and meet as many people as possible, um, that's when local news and local weather become magical yeah because you're able to to tailor it to the community definitely and so I don't want to limit myself um, but a lot of people have goals to be in the national news and weather um, uh, field and that is that would be wonderful if I could do that I'd be so happy for that but there is joy in establishing yourself in a community. I think that's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was talking to my girlfriend last night. And we were, we were just kind of looking at your resume. We, mm-hmm. I think it's very fascinating talking to someone like you. A lot of the people I talk to started businesses or their CEOs yeah. or their founders or whatever it is. And those are great stories. That's why I do the podcast. But you in particular, you have a, you have a, a job that a lot of people, it's a very public job. Mm-hmm. A lot of people look at it and they say, how do, how do you become my girlfriend said last night, I'm very curious how you become a meteorologist. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, yeah, well, you know, for sure we we're going to talk, talk about, about it. it. But sure. I looked at your resume and it looked like you kind of went those traditional steps that you go to get to a certain, mm-hmm. it didn't just kind of happen. It, it, you, you, it looks like, did you kind of know in high school that you wanted to be a, on television or be, be a meteorologist? That's when I found out in high school. Now, a lot of people who love meteorology, who love the weather, yeah. have been passionate about it from the time they were like infants and right. children. Makes sense. Yeah. And, and that's, that's true. And I've always loved the weather. I remember because I grew up partially in the Dallas area and partially here in San Antonio. So mm-hmm. snow is like something that we don't get that yeah. much. So I remember any time it iced or snowed, I was just like, yes, in fact, one time my mom is from Iowa and we went up there and there was so much snow and I <laughs> was so excited. They had a sliding glass window and I just said snow and I oh, ran. No. And I, my <laughs> nose started bleeding because I smacked the glass window. That's awesome. So I've always been in love with weather, but it's never been like this is what I want to do with my life. Okay. Um, it was only in high school when my mom was like, she actually texted me and my mom was right. She texted me. She said, Sarah, what about meteorology? And I was like, oh my goodness. Yes. Because I loved performing. I loved um, playing music and being in theater and I loved science. And so to combine my love for those. those Yeah. That's really interesting. So that got the ball rolling. And then I looked into colleges that would be great for meteorology. Okay. And there's several colleges across the U.S. that are great for meteorology. Penn State, uh, Mississippi State has its own um, uh, degree in broadcast meteorology. So like what I do on That's television. But in Texas, the and I'm not just saying this because I went there, sure. but the best school for meteorology is Texas A&M. And so that's why you chose that's it. That's why I chose okay, it. Cool. In fact, the Texas A&M Meteorology and Oceanography Building has a radar on top of it. That's awesome. Its own radar that is operated by students and the faculty there. Wow. Yeah. So um, the other school I looked into was OU, Oklahoma University. Okay, cool. Because they're phenomenal and they get all kinds of weather up in Oklahoma. Did you always have good grades in high school and stuff? Did. did you know you could probably get into A&M? I did. did. You Applied at OU as well to have like a fallback or no? Was I it kind just A and M. Just A and M, and um, I was definitely one of those nerds in high school that when I got a B, I was like, oh man, I got a B. So you were one <laughs> of those. Yeah, I was one of those. But you also, I mean, so you and I are very different. But you also <laughs> knew like what you wanted to do, and so you had a goal. Totally. And all the rest of us mm-hmm. were just floundering. We didn't care. 
yeah, you had a goal. You knew you wanted to go to the best meteorology school. Yeah, but I did start off at Northwest Vista. I got my uh, here in San Antonio, Alamo okay, okay. Colleges. I awesome. got my first year of credentials kind of knocked out because I wanted to save some money. And just your basics. It was just nothing to do with weather. This was just like, just let's was, just take this classes. This was basics, yeah. yeah. And then as soon as I went to A&M my second year, I had a community there already. I had a church I wanted to go to there. And okay. so it was really great. great. And um, as soon as we got roped in, they started you in meteorology courses from the beginning. So that way... That's if cool. you don't like it, you know early I on. I think that's crucial. I think yeah. it's really important. Yeah. But I'm assuming you kind of just hit the ground running. Did you love it? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. My professor, Dr. Conley, I'm actually in conversation right hi- right now with him about some of his students coming down and touring KSAT. Really? Yeah, and taking a look at it. So, I mean, that I feel so grateful that my professors absolutely uh, believed in us and it's a small ratio of professors to students okay it's a math and science based degree so Makes they sense. don't teach you how to be on tv at uh, texas a&m like there's you said one, it's not a broadcasting right, thing. right there's one class where um somebody comes from the local tv station and teaches you some things if you want and i was able to take that and okay. intern there and that was great but the degree itself is math and science based. So we're talking Cal 1, Calculus 2, Calculus uh, 3, differential equations, uh, engineering, statistics, physics. It's crazy. Yeah. Listen, kids, if you think you just want to be on oh TV, my gosh, it's crazy. It's not just that. Yeah. Because people are really looking now for degreed meteorologists yeah. in television because they want people who are quote unquote experts to, to, to talk about it. And how do you become an expert? You study it for four years. Wow. So, um, it was challenging, though. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I just told you that I was somebody who, like, got really upset when I got a B. Sure. So my calculus three class was by uh, this professor. He was he was quite challenging. He had an Irish accent, which is cool, but it was, like, really <laughs> difficult. He would say things like, the vector is orthogonal to the plane or right. something <laughs> like that. And I was like, what? <laughs> uh, so, and he would give us hard tests that were kind of tricky or whatever. And so I got a D. In that okay. at first. Wow. And I had to retake it. Oh, no. Which is just like. Hey, so you are just like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun, though, just to retake it and to get those concepts. And I knew I understood it. It was just testing that was hard. So, yeah, it was a, it's a difficult degree, but it definitely, if you can stick it out, it's worth it at the end. And if you have a natural talent for um, talking with people, then yeah. you should be able to translate that on camera if you want to be a broadcast meteorologist. But if not, there's tons of other opportunities out there for meteorology. Would you say most of the people, first of all, how many people were kind of in that college, like that portion? Oh my goodness. Okay. So I would say probably graduating with me, th- this was like five years ago, so it's difficult for me to remember exactly, but I think it was close to probably 60 people. Okay. Which is not huge. Sounds not big at all to me. It's not huge, but it's definitely, um, and so that teacher to student ratio is pretty nice. So it was a kind of an exclusive kind of club that was there. You said it was the best in Texas. Only 60 people in your graduating class. Did most of them want to do kind of what you're doing now? Like, does everybody. Yeah, most people want to do the broadcast, or no, is it just a d- completely diverse? It's actually group? very diverse. A lot of people don't go into broadcast meteorology that get their degree in meteorology. If it, unless you get your degree in broadcast meteorology, but if you get your degree just plainly in atmospheric science, right. a lot of my friends actually went into the military. We're meteorologists for the military. That's cool. Because you need to know if you're flying your plane into enemy territory what the weather's going to be like. Yeah, I think right? that's awesome. A lot of some people can go into the National Weather Service, so that's the government. Cool. Yeah, um, they're the ones that are in charge of sending out all of the warnings and watches. Um, another thing to do is to be a, a private meteorologist for private companies. So think about Southwest Airlines, American Airlines, the oil companies. So there really are so many very things need, you can do. They need forecasters. And so broadcast meteorology is just a small, um, tiny little piece of what you can do as a meteorologist. And okay. in fact, if you want to make money as a meteorologist, you choose the National Weather Service or you choose the private sector. Wow. TV, you start off nothing. chump change. Yeah. Uh, I was grateful for my first job because it definitely got my foot into the door. But, you know, most people, when they start off, they start off making anywhere from eighteen to $25,000 yeah, so a year. Don't do it for the money. 
which don't do it for the money. Um, if you're good, you can work your way up and you can end up making a great amount of money. Sure. I mean, I'm very grateful for KSAT and the job that I have there now, but it was it was tight for the first few years. In Definitely. fact, I lived in a family's a wonderful family, the Heights. I lived in their garage apartment um, wow. because they were offering me, you know, a place to live so yeah. that I could um, do what I love. At the and early exactly, stages, yeah. and I'm grateful for them. But you gotta, you know, you gotta really think well, about you need how to be determined. I yeah. mean, if you if it's something you really want to do, mm-hmm. you have to understand that you're not going to start off at the top. No, you need totally. to start off at the bottom. Be willing to do that and be willing to make. The bottom money at first, yeah. and you know if you do well, pay your dues as they pay say. Pay your dues, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with paying your dues. No. I'm, I'm still doing it. Um, <laughs> I also, did you do any extracurricular stuff outside of? college did you do i read you might have done some storm chasing some of oh, that oh yeah so um there's a storm chasing group at texas a&m and yeah. it's not entirely um uh, university approved mm-hmm. uh, because yeah, I was about to say, it, it requires dangerous. a little bit of uh, your kids go chase yeah, yeah. Here, here students um so did some storm chasing i do a lot of storm chasing for ksat too which really? is really neat That's yeah awesome. so we have a storm chaser vehicle and it's basically a tv station on wheels like if for some reason the entire city of san antonio you lost power, power yeah. we could do an entire newscast from the storm chaser if we wanted to so that hasn't had to happen yet that that hasn't had to happen yet, and but. we have a massive, huge, big generator uh, that would help us if we needed to power. But that still, yeah. And so, um, a lot of my coworkers too during Hurricane Harvey, they took the storm chaser down there uh, to Corpus Christi where it hit, okay, a real Rockport area. Yeah. And then my other coworker Katie took it down to Houston post floods and everything. Okay. And cool. so. We've been able to do that. I've done a lot of ice chasing in the storm chaser where you get out there before it ices. Oh, interesting. Yeah, get out there before it ices so that way you can be out there and show the freezing rain. Uh, Wow. Yeah, I showed um, freezing rain, hitting my jacket and freezing on contact. See, that's cool. That's interesting. Uh, Leon Springs, you know where that is? Yeah, I do. Okay, there's always this bridge. That's where I lived when I was in high school. Okay, Okay, cool. So there's always this bridge that whenever it ices, even a little bit, People in Texas don't know how to drive on ice, oh especially no, in no, San Antonio. No, no, no. Yeah. So they'll go over these bridges, which ice quicker than the ground. They'll go over these bridges 80 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And without fail, every year, somebody Tons spins out. Yeah. And sure enough, a semi-truck jackknifed oh on no, this. And so we kind. were able to get the shot. Everybody was fine, thank goodness. But we were able to get that shot. And th- it was a great example of like, this is why if you can stay inside, stay inside. Like when we say it, we're not trying to be your overprotective mothers. We're saying right. it because it's important. Yeah. Or some people are, will ask me like, why why do meteorologists go storm chasing? Because they say it's dangerous. So why are they doing it? I will say, Part of it is because it makes good TV. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie. Of course. <laughs> but the other big part is we're scientists. And so what do scientists do? They, they study the thing the conditions. that they, they love yeah. and that they're studying. And so when we can be out there and when we can see the damaging effects of a tornado or we can see the Definitely. dangerous conditions from flooding or icing, it helps us communicate safety precautions better. That's because if you're out there and you understand it, you can communicate that and yeah. hopefully keep people a little safe. Well, and next experience time. it, and then you can talk about it, you right. know, on the news and, and you know, explain yeah. to people that are kind of lay, lay, lay people like me. Um, <laughs> and so that's something you did at AM too. You, yeah. would, you would kind of go yeah. storm chasing and stuff. So you graduated from AM mm-hmm. and you went to work for the NBC affiliate K10. Is that correct? Yeah, it's such a small town. So right. it's Dennis and Sherman yeah. and into Ada, Oklahoma. So it fills in the gaps between Dallas, Fort Worth and Oklahoma City. Right. And it's such a small group that it was triple affiliated. Yeah. NBC, ABC and CW were all affiliated with that tiny station. Now, wh- what does that mean exactly? It means that we we our newscast runs on the ABC channel yep. or the NBC channel. And in this case, it ran on both. All three. Yeah. yeah. Like KSAT is ABC affiliated, yep. but it's not owned by ABC, but okay. it's ABC affiliated. Okay. So we run on ABC. In Sherman, Oklahoma, there's a college there, right? Austin Sherman, college. Texas. Sherman, yeah. Texas. Yeah. Austin, Austin College. I have a buddy who yeah. went to Austin College. No way. He lived in Sherman. That's yeah, crazy so that's that how you know where Sherman is. I know what Sherman is. A, lot of people a, a little bit. Well, in my mind, I was like, okay, I know that. And then it's kind of in the Dallas area. Yeah. 
I don't know, maybe yeah. not. And then Ada, Oklahoma, literally a person that I knew that went to OU. Then she lived in Ada doing, uh, she was a professor somewhere. How cool. And she just moved to Austin like six months ago. Oh so she gosh. lived in Ada for a while. So the two cities it named, I was like, hey, I kind of so know that. Cool that is so cool that weird. you know them. And again, that job was great because it got my foot in the door. And more than anything, the people there were really great because it's such a small yeah. station. And because a lot, a lot of times people know that it's just a stepping stone up to another yep. area, they get really close. So there were a lot of late nights, a lot of fun parties yeah, and things like that. How many people work in a station like that? And what kind of stuff did you do? Like oh, cutting man. your teeth, your first job at this kind of small station? Yeah, at a station like that, I would say uh, it's just bare bones. So we had three meteorologists, sometimes only two meteorologists. Okay. And then you have a handful of people who anchor and it's a lot of news. I mean, you do a morning show, an evening show, several evening shows during the week, uh, and then just a couple on the weekend as well. So it's pretty bare bones. There's a few people in sales too, because that's how TV, how we make money as a TV station is we sell commercials. Okay, cool. So there's, it's about half and half at KSAT right now too. Okay, cool. Uh, But a lot more people work at KSAT because it's a bigger well, station. Well, I'm definitely interested yeah. in hearing about that. Uh-huh. Um, were you on, were you on TV as a meteorologist at the, the K-10? Yeah, I was. So I started off as the weekend. Oh my gosh, this was five years ago. I started off as the weekend evening meteorologist and I got to, um, learn from the chief meteorologist during the week. Okay. That was really cool because he had been there for like 30 years. That is cool. So to learn from his experience uh, in this small town environment was so wonderful. I learned a lot of forecasting tools from him as well. And then I worked my way up to being the morning meteorologist from Monday to Friday. Okay, And I was in that position for about two years. And this is all, you know, Sherman to Ada is kind of like like the tornado belt. Uh, of, totally of the is. area and did mm-hmm. you ever I know you weren't there for a very long time but did you ever get to experience Man, that yeah. type of weather so whenever we have tornadoes it is an absolutely get your butt on air yeah right now yeah. and you just talk forever yeah. because you're keeping people safe and informed so at one point we had a tornado outbreak in the Sherman Denison up to Ada Oklahoma area where we had 15 tornadoes in one day Whoa. and we were on air for eight hours straight, eight hours straight. Talk about learning how to be on television. Exactly. Yeah. And how, you know, I'm a chipper person. I'm a happy-go-lucky person. I have a happy personality, not because I want to, but because that's just who I am. Yeah. But that taught me, too, how to be serious and how to... Because um, your people's lives are at stake, they are watching. They it. They're know, watching it in a panic almost. Right, yeah. where where the tornado is going, if it's going to hit them, what they should do if it's going to. Also, they want to know when they're safe and free from that tornado's path. So Definitely. not only do you have to say, "Hey, Ada, watch out, you're going to get a tornado," but you also have to say, um, "Folks in Ardmore, you're fine," or okay. something like that. You know, so that right. way people. So you have to constantly be monitoring mm-hmm. it too, yeah. and then you're being fed information. Right. I don't know if it's like into your ear or if like you get off for a second someone tells you and then you go deliver more breaking news Mm -hmm. or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that's fascinating for eight hours at a time and at the end of it your voice is gone and you're hungry (laughs) i had somebody feeding me pizza (laughs) in between so in a situation like that there's not necessarily like okay i go in at nine i'm off at four it's like you there's no set hours you're you do it till the storm is over you can pull 36 hour shifts um depending on how many meteorologists are in town and how severe the weather situation is that's crazy so how long did you do that gig before you yeah got case i was there for two two and a half years. I had a contract for, for three years though. So the way it works is they contract you out and, um, they agree to pay you a certain amount of money for a certain amount of time. And you can't leave within that certain amount of time. You can't, you can't unless some, some stations will allow you to buy out the rest of your contract. Yes. Okay. So I was very grateful because I never thought I, I watched KSAT in high school. Our family watched KSAT in high school. Yeah. Adam Kasky, Steve Spreester. Sometimes when I tell Adam that I watched him in high school, he laughs a little. Yeah, it's funny. (laughs) He's really not that much older than (laughs) me. Um, But um, so I watched KSAT in high school. And I just remember watching the meteorologists and a little bit in college, too. And I was like, man, these guys are awesome. Oh, no, I didn't watch Adam in high school. I watched Steve Spreester in high school. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I got to clear that up because if he listens to this, he'll be like, Sarah, I am not <laughs> that old. <laughs> but um, 
And so I didn't think that I would get the opportunity to work at KSAP, but I always thought that it would be a wonderful place to work at. And so I remember my, I was up in Sherman Denison and I was looking at jobs that were open and I saw that KSAT in San Antonio was open and I lost it. Yeah, I was like, I have to, I have to apply for this job. I know that I still have like eight months left in my contract here, but I've just got to, I have to apply. It. I yeah. have to apply. So I did. And, um, what was really cool is my coworker, Katie, Katie Blake, mm-hmm. we, um, both applied for the same position. Interesting. So y'all came on around the same time. At the same time, okay. yeah. So what they did is they opened up the position and they added on another position so that we both could work there. So they just love both of you. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. And that f- showed me, okay, KSAT is a company that's willing to invest in, in, it, yeah. in its workers. Yeah. And um, at first I was a little suspicious. I was like, oh my gosh, are they going to like pit us against each other and pick which one is is the good wife but yeah yeah, but my boss said no she's bernie said no sarah i mean we just we want to try both of you guys and to see what you guys can add to ksat and so i was like oh geez i absolutely have to accept this job but that means i have to buy out my contract yeah so um it was an investment but it was a investment well worth it and so you were able to get that contract I was out. able to, yeah. And that's because, I mean, K-10 was also pretty generous. Yeah. They, you know, they weren't going to let me buy out my contract, but then they did. And yeah. so, because they knew how good of an opportunity it was. And they were probably sorry to see you leave. But also, yeah. like you said, a lot of people that would came through that station, it was kind of a stepping stone. Exactly. On to the next thing. They, they understood that, exactly. I'm sure. Yeah. So you got to move back to San Antonio. I go did. To, go to KSAT. Yay. Yeah. So you were hired as the morning weekend meteorologist. Yeah. Is that correct? What and you mentioned earlier, like the chief meteorologist. Are mm-hmm. there different like hierarchies in this? It that, depends how, how on the station. Work? So most stations do have a chief meteorologist, where that position is usually the person who is the prime time Monday through Friday meteorologist. Okay. So that's the five o'clock, six o'clock, and usually ten p.m. news. Okay. So that's like the chief meteorologist because okay. that's a that's when most people watch the news. Okay. okay? A lot of people watch in the mornings too. Um, but most people sit down and watch the news in the evening. So usually there's a chief meteorologist. Um, our chief meteorologist for a long time was Steve Brown. Okay. Steve Brown is like a character in San Antonio. Right. He is a staple of San Antonio TV, and he was retiring at the time that Katie and I both got hired on. So we got to work with Steve for about a year or two and kind of be a weather producer for him. So what we would do is we would put the graphics together and we would um, just kind of do whatever he, he thought he needed a little help in. And we also got to learn from him. So imagine sitting down with somebody who's been the chief meteorologist for KSAT for 20 something years, 25 years and getting his knowledge about how weather acts in San Antonio. Yeah, it's fascinating. That is true. Yeah. Each region is different. Each region yeah. is different. And we get all of our forecasting tools from computer models, which basically turn the atmosphere into a math equation so that you can see what's next. Okay. So, like so two, that's how you predict That's the how weather. we predict yeah. the weather. And there's so many different math equations. So we just compare. And as meteorologists, we say, no, this one is more likely. This one is less likely. So that's why you hear us talk about in percentages. Yeah, like definitely. Percent chance for rain we're comparing what the models are saying and what we think will actually happen because computers have errors yeah absolutely computers have errors people have errors too but people can go in and see the computer errors whereas computers can't always see it for themselves that's cool um go ahead sorry so uh so that's kind of what we we did to learn from steve for a while and um to handle all the newer sides of weather, so digital, yeah. so computers and stuff like that, uh, ksat.com, things like that. So that's what uh, Katie and I did. And um, then when Steve retired, uh, we transitioned into um, just being digital meteorologists during the week and doing weekend meteorology. So um, like on Instagram, Okay. Yeah. I put a forecast for. So the stuff I see every day when I look at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll handle that. Um, We'll also create content. And because 
uh, our co- our coworkers need to take time off from work. We mm-hmm. fill in a lot. Okay. So we fill in during the week a lot as well. Hey guys, it's Eddie from Building Something Out of Nothing. Before I started this podcast, my mic sat in a drawer for six months before I finally got the courage to record my first episode. I didn't know anything about the podcasting world, and I definitely didn't know anything about finding the right website to host my podcast. That is, until a friend told me about Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. If you're wanting to finally pull the trigger on that first podcast, follow the link in the show notes to let Buzzsprout know we sent you. You'll get a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, so it's kind of a no-brainer. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start your professional podcast. What was it like jumping from kind of that small town market Mm -hmm. in in Sherman to San Antonio was, you know, do you have a lot more resources? Is the staff a lot bigger? You know, is just everything completely different? Were you able to kind of hit the ground running or was it uh, really some growing pains at first? It is night and day how much more we have here as far as resources go. Um, For example, I don't have to fix a lot of computer issues. Okay. We have engineers you, you for have that. Staff for that <laughs> yeah. Here, yeah. Or I don't have to be my own photographer. Right. We have photogs and videographers. Exactly. Uh, we have a whole art department that That's is just cool. in charge of, um, you know, all different kinds of graphics you see on television. And so th- the load is shared <laughs> at KSAT and because of That's our cool. resources and um, because it's a major city too. Do you do any, do you still do live segments and things like that? I know Absolutely. So you're doing morning weekend meteorologists. You're also working weekdays and taping segments and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's different from doing like a live feed, right? Yeah. You, you'll do that if like there's breaking weather news or something right. like that. Well, first of all, weather is always live. Yeah. So okay. we're always doing the weather report live. Okay, cool. It's never recorded. Um, we don't read scripts. We pretty much do a PowerPoint presentation. We make all of those graphics that you see. Like if you see a cold front moving through, yeah. we make all of those ourselves for our our weather shift. Um, and then I, every now and then I'll go do a live shot, like for the rodeo or something. Okay. Like I'll be like, Hey, the rodeo's awesome. This is what's happening. Come on out to the rodeo. Sarah Spivey case at 12 news, you know, so we'll do those things. Uh, usually they're more lighthearted stuff. Again, we don't really definitely yeah. do the murders and the robberies. Yeah, well, weather's, you know, <laughs> yeah. generally fun, usually nice in San Antonio, yeah. except when it's blisteringly hot, except when it's very hot. And, so I get up. Do you want me to take you through a typical? I, I would love day? to go through a typical. Okay. Day, yeah. Okay. So let's do a Saturday morning. Okay. I get up at two thirty in the morning on Saturday morning. Okay. So I thought maybe four a.m. No. I did not know it was that early. So when people are still out, when my friends are still oh, out yeah, partying know. and having fun, I am waking up at two thirty in the morning. Cool. And um, then what I'll do is I'll get ready. I'll eat a Jimmy Dean breakfast sandwich. There you go. Every morning, like <laughs> clockwork? No, just Saturday and Sunday <laughs> <Okay>. mornings. <laughs> I don't know how healthy that would be. <laughs> it was every day. Um, and then I grab some coffee because 2.30 in the Definitely. morning. And then I'll go into work. Um, and what I do is I sit at the computer and I just forecast. So I look at all those computer models that I was talking about earlier. Okay. Um, and uh, I'll forecast. And that usually will take about... On an average day when the weather is pretty nice uh, and the week looks okay, it should take maybe about 40 minutes to forecast. Okay. During a crazy week, it could take up to an hour and a half. And what's a crazy week? Thunderstorms and just all that? Lots of upper atmosphere disturbances that are going to be moving through that could cause thunderstorms, that could cause big temperature swings. Sometimes the computers are like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. And <laughs> I have to make decisions on what I think is actually going to happen. Is that when you're doing math? and Yeah. Yeah, that's where Some, all that math comes into play. Sometimes, yep. Uh, or more so problem solving than math okay, at that cool. point. And when you're up there doing all that at like 2.33 in the morning, are there other people up there too? Yeah, you there's know, a couple. Is it, that, is it always kind of bustling up there even that early or... 
I will say it's a lot quieter on a Saturday and Sunday mornings sure. than it is on the weekday mornings. But we do. We have producers that come in that make the shows and set up the order of the show, how the show is going to go. Wow. We have somebody who's listening to police scanners to okay. see if there's anything going on. And, of course, we have people who have to run um, uh, punch buttons and, and run where the cameras are and stuff like that. So and, you graveyard shift. People get to know each other pretty well. Yeah, we yeah. do. We do pretty well. And so after I'm done forecasting, then I put the show together. So again, all the cold fronts, the high pressure systems, the seven day forecast, everything you see on television, I sit down and build that myself. Okay, cool. Um, and then our show on Saturday runs from six to 10 in the morning. Okay. okay? So then we're on air. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to say, I also have to make myself look good too oh, <laughs> for yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah. So I do my ho- own hair and makeup. Okay. And some people think that we have people who do that for us, yeah, but it's I, not I the case. Okay. It's not the case. It is for like New York or LA. Sure. Like they'll have people who come in and do that. I also come up with my own wardrobe and stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Um, do you have a certain look that you go for? And I'm, I've always been curious, you know, television makeup is different from just like totally with the way you're we're hanging out right now mm-hmm. um do you have to do specific things with your makeup you yeah. know to I'm get, a, it, get ready for tv i never was one to be good at makeup yeah and so i had to watch a lot of like youtube videos sure. on how to do makeup and <laughs> yeah. stuff a lot of it is contouring because of the light and stuff and yeah. you want to make sure that it looks like a lot but at home, it doesn't look like that. Well, and much. you have to look like you haven't been up since two a.m. That's true. I w- that's what would concern me. That that's I would just have like incredible true. bags under my eyes, and well, it's like, my god. <laughs> I do have to go to bed at like seven on Fridays and Saturdays. Oh yeah, I didn't even right think about before. that. Yeah, um, and so I mean, there's not typically a look that I go for. I do want to be as um, you, uh, like true to myself as possible with what yeah. I wear. Like, I don't want to wear like super tight or super like. I don't want to be something that I'm not. I want to wear something that's fun and something that I like. And so Ginger Z, she's the main meteorologist at Mm -hmm. ABC. Uh, I really like her style. Okay. And so sometimes I'll like see what she's doing and maybe Uh, imitate it a little bit. Um, Sometimes I wear pants, which is crazy. Interesting. (laughs) Usually you wear dresses and stuff like that. But it's, I say all this stuff and I'm tempted to be like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. But you know, women are held to a higher standard, unfortunately, when and it comes... And that's something you still, you notice that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, my coworkers who are guys are awesome. Yeah. But if they wear the same tie within the same week... Like three days in a row, nobody's no going to be like, what? They are wearing the same tie. Do they take that for granted? Do they realize that? Oh, no, I think they realize it. Yeah. Because they also sympathize with us because we'll get emails from nasty... Nasty emails, okay? Really? And they'll be like, oh, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Sometimes they'll respond to them like, hey, Sarah is great. What are you talking Nasty about? Nasty emails like talking bad about you Sometimes, or saying inappropriate yeah. things about you? Inappropriate. Inappropriate happens a lot, um, especially on social media. Inappropriate comments are made a lot. Well, especially if you're man- managing the social media, right? Yeah. Is that you that manages that? Both Katie and I manage you, you and the Katie. social, yeah. Um, and then... Also, we get mean-spirited comments from people often, like Sarah's voice is annoying, or somebody really? needs to get Sarah a stylist, or... What do you, how do you react to stuff well, like that, honestly? Well, at first, it's really hurtful when you're first starting off in the business, I w- because... I wouldn't be able to handle it. I mean, I don't talk to you like that. I don't say, like, right. something bad about you. Pe- people feel emboldened behind a keyboard and they feel the need to express how they think or one easter sunday i wore a sleeveless dress and i had uh, somebody you know say somebody needs to teach that weather girl that it is easter sunday it is the lord's day and she needs to cover up her own is that the voice you imagine it being in yeah i guess so (laughs) (laughs) but i mean i don't know if somebody told me if i got a a nasty email saying that they hated my nasally voice on the podcast or something Mm. i don't know i mean i can't change that you know what i mean so then it would just make me a little bit self-conscious and yeah uh do you just kind of learn to just learn to ignore it because those people are mean-spirited and most people are not that way if somebody even think something that like oh that dress doesn't look so great they're not going to send an email about Mm -hmm. it they're just going to keep that to themselves and what i've learned is that 
people will like you or they won't like you. And yeah. there's literally nothing you can do nothing about it. Nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about it. You could be the best meteorologist in the world. You could forecast the weather to a T and somebody could still just not like you just yeah. because that's who we are as people. We like who we like and we don't like who we don't like. And that's just the way it is. Well, and I'm assuming you can also commiserate with Katie. She probably gets comments oh too. Gosh, you yeah. know what I mean? So it's not just you. It is. Everyone's getting it. Yeah, it's not just me. And that's one of the joys about having a fellow coworker who's a female meteorologist, yeah. who's my age. Who came in at the exact same time right. as you. We're you, in the you exact like same life really stage. Well. Yeah. We're good friends. And we, I'm, she's, there's been so many times where I've been down and she's built me up. Yeah. And I hope vice versa, And vice too. versa, hopefully, yeah. Um, and it's just a blessing. And Are you all the same age? We're the same age. She's about six months older than me. Okay. And we both got like engaged I, at the I same time. Yeah. And we, I just got married in January. She'll be getting married later this year. So... Um, it's really neat and it's, it's totally, I'm just grateful for her as a friend and a coworker. So how many people you said you get on air at 6am? Uh-huh. Um, is it you, is Katie there too at that point? No, no, like no, how no, many no. people are involved so, with, with that portion of it? Sorry. So Katie works the weekend evening. Okay. So I work the weekend morning. So we have okay. totally different, totally different shifts. Shifts. Okay. But the way it works is you have a meteorologist and in our case we have two anchors Max is our uh, one of our anchors. So that guy Stephanie. you're always pelling around with. Yeah, yeah. he's a goofball. He seems and then cool. Stephanie's fun. She's one of our anchors. And then sometimes we'll have, um, uh, we'll always we'll have a reporter out in the field. Okay. That's going out and getting the morning news for and the this day. This is all the live. Weekend. This is all live. Okay. Okay. So from six to ten, and usually what I'll do is I'll do two main weathers where I talk about the weather um, for about three minutes. And sorry, one main weather every 30 minutes. Okay. So, and then I'll do little teases like, hey, it's about to get cold. I'll tell you about I'll, it coming up. I've seen those. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and then we'll do one last weather where I said, here's what I told you and here's what's happening again. You know, so, um, so we do that every half hour. So, and then we have a break from seven to eight where GMA, uh, Good Morning America. Yep is on the national news. So that's how that but works. But I yeah, interrupt that. I interrupt that with little forecasts. Fascinating. So I stay there and I do um, what we call cut-ins. Okay. Where we cut into Good Morning America. And that's when they're like, and here's what's happening in your neck of the woods. Yeah. And then it's, hey, guys, I'm meteorologist. Al Roker, yeah, kicks it That's over. Al yeah. Roker. He's not on ABC, but, yeah. you know, he's got that iconic line. For sure. <laughs> and um, then we go back on from 8 to 10. Okay. And, again, it's just every half hour I do a big, long weather. And you got to keep it interesting because some people watch for a long time. Some people don't watch for a long time. So you never know who's that watching is, Yeah, and that's I'm reading a book right now about... Late night television, essentially, oh, cool. but the, it's all about like NBC's ratings and, mm-hmm. um, it, you, you know, they'll, they'll stay on for the monologue and then they, that drastic dip by 34% after that and right. how to keep people watching. Um, right. and anyway, I just find that fascinating. No, yeah. That and pay attention, pay to, attention, attention to ratings. Yeah. Thankfully, it's not my job to pay attention to ratings. It's just my job to make the ratings stay good, you know? But will so. you have, do you have like team meetings where they'll yeah. inform you of the numbers and sometimes they like they'll on a inform basis? us sometimes they'll inform us of the numbers um but most of the time the team meetings are just like how can we keep this show fresh okay cool um so again that's what i like about ksat they're not shoving numbers down our throat that's you know? awesome they're um it's a team effort and do you do uh you, you mentioned you do the forecasting and then you go on are you writing the show too? I mean, is this all kind of I like a lot of it ad libbing? Okay. That's what the producers do. Okay. I do ad lib everything that I say on camera. So you're not reading a teleprompter. No, I'm you're not ta- reading a talking. teleprompter. In okay. fact, where the anchors see the teleprompter mm-hmm. is where I see myself because I'm on a green screen. Interesting. So I can't just be pointing to green. I have to be pointing to what I built with that high pressure system moving yeah. in. So. The, where the teleprompter is, that's where I get to see myself because they switch it over and I can see myself. So when I'm looking at you at home through the TV screen, You're seeing yourself. I'm really just looking at myself. And so that way, when you go, I always wonder, like, how do they point to this city? Yeah. That's how you're doing that's it. That's how you, you do can it. See and it. there's monitors on the side, too, on my left and on my right as well. So when I turn, I can see where Interesting. I'm Interesting. Are there any, like, technical difficulties or anything? Oh, I mean, man. doing a all, live show, okay, I can't all the imagine. Time. I bet all it has to happen time. almost every show. Every show, yeah, almost. You do there like is a, a postmortem, and you're like, okay, this is what happened. Some, yep. We need to make sure this doesn't happen again, right. and I hope, hopefully, no one noticed that, and like that type of stuff. Yeah. Sometimes my weather computer crashes. Yeah. Because it's technology, man. It's it technology. Has to. Um, I wear high heels, and there's lots of wires, 
So one time I've tripped off camera and all you can hear is like, you follow me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. Um, and um, I'll say things because it's ad libbing. Like I'll say things and it a- accidentally sounds like, can we curse on this one? You can say whatever you want. On, it accidentally says like, it sounds like shit or yeah. like I'll say um, showers and storms or one time I've said, Something yeah. like it just yeah. you just jumble up your words and then you I want to laugh so is bad. Delay? Is there a delay? So if it's an accident, right? They probably you know you won't get in trouble for sure. it. And there's certain words that you can say and it's fine with the F. Does it happen on purpose? No. Okay. I don't think okay. so. I think we have all got a good grip on our tongue. It's like even on I think air. I've been around my grandparents enough. Yeah. I know what not to say. There's been times when like you have to be careful because you're always mic'd. So okay. you have to be careful That's if true. you're just talking with your friends or something. It's just if something accidentally mm-hmm. goes live, yeah. mm-hmm. it's out there. You can't bring it back. Yeah, you can't bring it back. And it's, again, it, uh, thankfully, I mean, I don't really, yeah, I'm, I've been, I think I've, I've got a good habit of not cursing anyway, so <laughs> it's good. not like. Are you, you know, you mentioned everything's live and you seem like you have a. Yeah. A good, great disposition for this type of work. You're kind of Thanks. very, you know, have a good personality. Do you still get nervous at all doing this at all? Are there certain assignments where you'll get more nervous yeah. where you haven't been in that situation very often? I was really nervous when I started off. Like yeah. I would have yeah. anxiety attacks. 100%. Um, really? And I had really take, nervous. Yeah, then. really nervous. And I got a little little propranolol to help me with my anxiety. Was it the fact that it was going out to thousands of people? Was it like doing it in front of like the studio? Yeah, I think I just wanted to do a good job and so I freaked myself out. Yeah. Where like mentally I'd be like, okay, it's fine. But my body would react bad and so I would have little anxiety attacks. But the more you do something over and over again, the better it gets and the more used to it you get. So right now, I don't really get nervous. If they were like, Sarah, get up and go on camera and talk about the weather. Okay. Easy. But if it's a different situation, there definitely are a little bit more nerves yeah. there. Like if I like that fire, I had to cover. I had right. to cover a fire. Getting nervous about that, like I want to do a good job. I've never done something like this before. Now I wouldn't say I get nervous when I when there's severe weather, but I do become way more aware. Yeah. When there's severe weather, and uh, because people's lives depend on getting them to safety. If there's Definitely. severe weather there's more and the gravity there, yeah, yeah, and the sense of urgency there. So that's when I would say those are the only times now that I think I get a little bit more aware of what's happening mm-hmm. and it has the opportunity to become like a nerve wracking situation. Well, and a lot of times I feel like they want your, you know, y'all all have great personalities. They want mm-hmm. your personalities to show. They want you to kind of, you know, have that back and forth. But when it becomes like, were you around when there was the tornado off Broadway? What year was that? I'm trying. It might have been 16. You might not have been here yet. No. Okay. So there was a February when we had several tornadoes. I think it was in 17. Okay. 2017. And that's when I was actually applying to KSAT. Okay. So I turned on KSAT and I saw people like Adam. There was another gal named Katie at the time. Yeah. Not the Katie that works there now uh, covering those tornadoes. And so I, I saw them d- doing that, uh, but but they tornadoes here in San Antonio don't happen that they often. They don't. I don't think I've and seen one since. And when they do, they're very they're weaker tornadoes. Mm-hmm. They're like rated. Have you heard of like an EF five tornado, EF four tornado, EF three? I know anything. Those just are the whatever ratings. they taught me in Twister. Yeah. In like Twister, yeah. yeah, cows. Yeah, okay. sure. F five, the cows go flying. That's all <laughs> F5, I know. The cows yeah. go. So <laughs> they don't happen that often here in San Antonio, but when we do, they're a little bit weaker. Um, types of tornadoes, but it's it's still people. It's still a dangerous system. So yeah, and when you came on to to KSAT, mm-hmm. I know different networks. It can be competitive, and yeah. like we talked about the numbers a little bit. But when you just go, you know, you're the new meteorologist on the scene, and you came in with Katie. Um, was everybody accommodating? Are they nice when you come in? Do you have to? They're all me. Are they all no. like super no. mean? No, <laughs> they're what's all the deal? really accommodating. That's cool. And that was another one of the things. I know I'm singing KSAT's praises and I work there, but it's true. I mean. No, you seem like you just enjoy working most, there. Most, yeah. a lot of TV stations now are cutthroat. And there is a healthy element of competition, Definitely. right? Because you want to put on a good product. But yeah, everybody was wonderful. You mentioned earlier that, you know, everyone 
kind of has, you know, that pie in the sky, maybe going national one day or something mm-hmm. like that. But you're really happy being at, at KSAT. Do you have any short term goals or maybe long term goals for your career? Or are you just kind of playing it by ear and getting as much experience as you can? Yeah, I actually have an agent. Okay. And she's wonderful and she's helping keep my eye on things around the nation. Okay. So that's really great. But again, my number one top thing is staying at KSAT and just building my community here. Definitely. But it's smart to have somebody who has their eye out there because you never know what's what, what could happen at a TV station. Mm-hmm. Like KSAT's management is great right now. I don't think there will be any changes. But if for some reason big changes happen, I mean, TV world is always changing. Yeah. You want to have a contingency plan. Um, goal for me is really just to wherever I'm at, build myself in that community. Because when you build yourself in the community, you gain trust from people. Definitely. And what's forecasting all about? Trust. Uh, now, people always make fun of meteorologists. And they say it's the only job you can keep and be wrong 70% of the time. That's kind of funny. Right. Yeah. People always say that. And that's it's a running joke. Yeah, does that bother you, by the way? It doesn't bother me I because... I like it would get under my skin after a while. Maybe, maybe not. Well, it doesn't bother me because it's not true. Okay. Because... They just remember the times that you're wrong. Sure. They yeah. don't remember the 90% of the times that you're right. When you say it's going to be sunny and beautiful outside and it's sunny and beautiful yeah, outside. Yeah, good point. Now, if you say um, it's sunny and beautiful outside and it rains, they'll remember that. Oh, yeah, Especially definitely. if it's on a weekend and definitely. they have plans, you know. So it, it's just interesting how those things work. But like you said, and they can tell if you have like one foot out the door the whole time. So you're just kind of embracing KSAT right now. I am. I am embracing KSAT right now. And, you know, just being married and stuff. We well, that's kind all of, new. Congratulations, yeah, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. We, we, we love San Antonio. So Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- with your agent, is that something you got when you came to KSAT? Or did you have that even back at that first job? Oh, so um, I was grateful to uh, work with my agent really recently, actually. So okay, cool. Through working at KSAT. And they'll manage the contracts and kind of look at yeah, all that so stuff. I, I was about to say, to that's a whole other anything. aspect of it. that. So I don't have to deal with that. <laughs> that's interesting. Um, you're definitely, you know, you've been doing this for 2017 here in San Antonio. Yeah. People know who Sarah Spivey is. I've seen you all over the, <laughs> all over Instagram and all over TV. Um, kind of like a public figure, local celebrity uh-huh. situation. Uh, not something I ask a lot of people. You know, yeah. I've had the mayor on. I've had Spurs Jesus on. I've had Mike Johnson on. Yeah. I might have asked him. But do you get noticed around like at HEB or if you're just walking around Hemisphere Park or walking? Every day. Yeah. So, every so day. it happens every day. It happens every That's day. Fascinating. It's fascinating. It's, it's wonderful because it means people are watching, which is That's huge. Awesome. Yeah. And it's validating. It means that people are watching you and paying attention to what you're saying. And so when I go in at three o'clock in the morning, it's not for not right. It's it's a it's a good thing. It's you're right. It would be not a good thing if no would, one knew who you yeah, were. You had to would, remind people that uh, yeah, I do the weather here. In San yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, uh, and so it's it's really wonderful because people. I like to liken it to your favorite sports team. Yeah. So who's your favorite sports team? Spurs. Spurs? Yeah. Honestly? Nah. Football team. Cowboys. People know and gather around their sports team. For some reason in San Antonio, KSAT is like a sports team. Interesting. People love KSAT. Watch it religiously and pass it on from family to family. So they feel like they know you. A lot of people I meet, they're like, yeah, my mom watched KSAT, now I watch KSAT, my grandma watched KSAT, now I watch KSAT. That doesn't happen everywhere anymore, mm-hmm. especially because people are moving away from TV and away from cable. Yeah. And it is, it's just so wonderful. Um, I was at the HEB, uh and Nogalitos, which is now my new H-E-B. And the manager came up to me and he was like, everybody's freaking out that you're here. Seriously? And was, oh, yeah. And I was like, whoa, that's weird. So it's because that big of a deal sometimes. It's strange yeah, sometimes because you go up to Austin and I can eat a meal. Yeah, totally get away. Yeah. But it's it's really cool that people watch that much. Do you have to worry about... Um you know, cause a lot of people come up, they feel like they know you, boundaries, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Is that a thing that you have to worry every about? Every now and then it's, it's a thing. It's got to happen every once in a while. Every now and then it's a thing. Okay. Most people are sweet as can be. And just want to say we like you yeah. and you know, we and watch like, you. Or but. you're doing great, thanks. Um, but 
so every now and then you'll get somebody that's, you know, you know how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Let, it's a me, little. This is kind of interesting. Uh-huh. I think with social media and everything now, it's kind of fascinating to me that like, so before we just met today for the first time, I yeah. knew you through obviously KSAP, yeah. but also like your Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I know you have a cat, Nora. I know. I, <laughs> I know before you got married and before you even got engaged, I knew the boyfriend you were dating, yeah. <laughs> which is like kind of weird. I also think I saw him at our South Flores coffee shop one day. Um, oh, no way. A few months ago. Yeah, it was after you and I had talked. So it was and I had walked past him was going to my truck and then I thought to myself, I recognize that guy. Who is that? And then I was like, oh wow, that is weird. That is Sarah Spivey, who I don't know. Yeah. Her boyfriend, who I shouldn't know at all. That's How do awesome. I know who this is? And it's such a weird time that we live in right now. Yeah. Does he get recognized too? Well, that would be I think because he just moved here to San Antonio okay. when we because we, we just got married in January and before that he was working up in Austin. Okay, cool. So that would be funny for him to hear, honestly. Yeah. I know that Katie's boyfriend has been approached, too. I know, I know too. who he is, too. Yeah. yeah. And it, it is a funny thing. But that's, that's so also why I like Instagram, because Instagram, you can be a little bit more personal. You can get people to uh, see the side of you that maybe they don't see when they're yeah. watching a three-minute like weathercast. Yeah. People love that stuff. And, you know, you have to be careful with what you post. And, you know, I I used to love running in a certain park. And every, every now and then I would see just like a beautiful like bird or something and post about it and like do the location. And I was uh-uh. like, oh, no, no, that's not smart. Yeah, that's not. one of my coworkers came up to me and he said, Sarah, absolutely not. Absolutely. You have absolutely to not. stop that. Yeah. And I was it's just so that's kind of a strange thing. And again, it's it's a hyper local celebrity ish kind yeah. of thing. Well, so it's just it's, getting used to being in the public eye a little bit. Yeah. People are gonna. Ninety-five percent of people are gonna be great about it. Yeah. Some people don't even say anything. They're just yeah. like, "Oh, she's in the news," and they keep it to themselves. Yeah, that's how that's I would fine. be. I'd be like, yeah. I'd be like "Hey, that's that's her spivey." <laughs> and then I would just keep walking. We wouldn't say anything. <laughs> that's cool. It's um, cool too. So when you're not doing KSAT stuff, mm-hmm. how many hours do you work a week? By the okay, way, okay, I work at least forty, but at sometimes 40. it's as much as. 60, depending on what the weather's doing, um, how many of my coworkers are on vacation or taking time off. Like as soon as I got back from my honeymoon, I worked for 12 days straight right? because people needed to take some time off because I had taken so much time off. And so we'll trade like that. Yeah. But if there's severe weather, it can be a 24 hour to 36 hour shift sometimes. Are you the type of person you said you mentioned you went on your honeymoon, which obviously Uh you got married so you went on a honeymoon yeah. are you the type of person who likes to take breaks like that or do you like to be working are you a workaholic what's working. your deal yeah i love working you and seem sometimes like you like working. i don't like that about myself yeah. but like even when we were on our honeymoon i was like michael this feels crazy. just so indulgent I'm going like crazy. taking yeah. off two yeah. weeks from work and he was like sarah you're being ridiculous. Yeah. This is awesome. This is yeah, our honeymoon. Sarah, I'm having a great time. <laughs> we, you need to have a great time, too. We need to be relaxed. And I was like, okay. But the first day I came back to work, I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's the kind of person I am. So when you're not doing KSAT stuff, mm-hmm. what do you like to do around the city? You said you just got married. I know, like yeah. I said, I know you have a cat named, named mm-hmm. Nora. Mm-hmm. Um, not that you spend all your time with Nora. but All my what, time. What kind of stuff do you do when you're just not working? Are you, are you just like a homebody? No, I... I love the food scene here in San Antonio. Me too. It's really awesome. Um, I went to this really cool restaurant, truly Mexican restaurant with Michael called Mishli. Have you heard yeah, about it? I know exactly what okay. it is. Okay. Yeah. And it's like authentic Mexican food, small seating restaurant, absolutely delicious. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. So there's so many, I mean, we're, Austin is awesome. Okay. Austin has a lot of great foods, but I think we have little gems here that many people don't know about. Definitely. And uh, Hotel Gwendolyn I went to, which was really neat. Hotel Gwendolyn's great. Yeah. You've been to Clementine. I have not been to Clementine I yet. actually haven't either. I interviewed him on the podcast, and it, he's the coolest. Really? And uh, yeah, it's one of the best new restaurants in town, Okay, it looks cool. Like. We'll have to check it out. Um, and then I also like music. So there, I've been out to Paper Tiger a couple of times. Um, that side of town is really neat. Um We've got a lot of like little cool bars and stuff like that. Yeah, that's um, cool. It's just really cool. Of course, the Pearl is awesome. The Pearl's awesome. I live right by all you that do? stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, Paper Tiger and all that. Um, don't you play music? I What's do. In, in that you're still involved with that uh, pretty regularly, right? Yeah, yeah. So my husband, Michael, is actually like an insane musician. Okay. Like he can play any instrument in the book. Wow. Um, he has a ton of synthesizers too. So recently, you know, I've not done as much music, but... I do love playing the guitar um, and singing, 
and I can play the mandolin. And I started yeah. off playing the viola um, when I was younger. And so the other day I just picked up Michael's violin and started playing something. Cool. And he was like, what? I didn't yeah, even know. I didn't even know. You're my wife. <laughs> I, I didn't even you know can you could play. <laughs> um, but I really do. And we've actually sung quite a bit together. And um, it's it's really neat to be able to have that in my life, too, as kind of like a release. And every now and then I'll sing on KSAT. I was about to say, so, have you ever sung like on I air? have. I have. There was, uh, there's fun times that I've sung on air, like fourth of july i've just sung like a america song or something yeah or Do you um, ask them can you like can i sing or they they're like you should sing sometimes it's both okay you know and then christmas i can sing silent night or something that's easy like that but then there was one time sutherland springs um when that shooting happened yeah. down in the church very tragic um we were remembering the victims on KSAT and I was able to sing Amazing Grace as their pictures were going behind wow, that's because powerful. you at those times you feel so helpless and there's absolutely nothing that we can do to help those people that are going through those tragic things. But if you can express uh, yourself in a way to help the community grieve, mm -hmm. sometimes that's helpful it's powerful and yeah. i was able to actually go down there they invited me to go down there a year after and sing again and that was one of the times in my career where i feel like we were really tied together as yeah. a community that's so awesome um you know we're an entrepreneurial podcast normally mm -hmm. i'm talking to like a ceo or something yeah. like that <laughs> i'm like what advice do you have but you know if tons of people that are at UTSA or maybe they're in high school or maybe they're just graduating with their meteorology degree or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Um, and they have a dream of being a journalist, a television anchor, a meteorologist one day doing one of the many things that you talked about that you can do yeah. uh, with this career. Um, they'll say if someone wants to be on TV and work at KSAT one day, do you have a piece of advice that maybe you, you know, some stuff you wish you would have known, some tips and tricks about uh, applying at places like KSAT or getting themselves an agent or any of that stuff that I, you'd like to offer? Yeah. I think it's really good if you can be self-aware because Many people love the idea of being on television. Some people are not good at communication, yep. and that's okay. You're just that's just not your strength. So if you go, if you are like, I absolutely want to do this, but I know that I'm not that great at math and science. Uh -huh. I know that I'm not that great at communicating. You can still be a meteorologist. You have to just find a different way to do that. Yeah. If you want to go into the TV business and you feel like you have a really good talent for TV business, make sure you intern or shadow at TV stations as much as possible and build relationships with people that you want to be like. So mm -hmm. if you want to be a meteorologist, find a meteorologist in your hometown and go and talk to them. Ask if you can tour the station. Then get maybe get their email information and continue to maintain contact with them. And they can teach you those things. If you want to be a journalist, go and uh, talk to an, a news anchor or talk to a sports anchor, whichever one you want. And then make sure you intern. Um, if you're in school, make sure you intern uh, with yeah. those stations. Um, so give me the deets on, on KSAT. Mm -hmm. Like what... When can we see you on TV? Yeah. When does everything air? Um, what are your social media handles for either if you want to give out personal or just KSAT stuff? Yeah. And, you know, how can people get in contact with you if they have any questions about the interview they heard or if they want to apply for an internship um, or just totally. anything like that? So if you uh, if you want to catch me on TV, I'm on every Saturday and Sunday without fail in the mornings unless I'm taking vacation or filling in for somebody. And then during the week, I fill in a lot. But I'm also on KSAT's all-new digital show, which is something that um, you can see on KSAT.com or Amazon Fire Stick, uh, Roku, all those things. What's it called? It's called The News at 9, and it's at 9 p.m. KSAT's okay. News at 9. It's at 9 p.m. You can get it on our KSAT app. Um, it's all digital because everybody's starting to cut the cord. Yeah. And so it's a really neat newscast. We're doing news differently where it's tailored to look good on your screen, uh, your phone screen or your That's tablet. Awesome. And then I do weather. Katie and I do weather for that. So I, I'll, I'm on there Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at 9 p.m. on our digital show. It's Sweet. really awesome. awesome. Um, Instagram is at Sarah double underscore Spivey. Uh, and on Twitter, it is the same thing. 
And then if you want to go on to my KSAT sites, on Facebook, I'm KSAT Meteorologist Sarah Spivey. On Twitter, I'm KSAT Meteorologist Sarah Spivey as well. One thing I wanted to ask you real fast that I completely forgot about, but you and Katie had actually done a podcast, right? We did for yeah. a while. So it's it was it's called Whatever the Weather. You can still find still, it. Still on there, right? It's still yeah. on there. I think I looked um, it up. And we're actually going to restart that up again okay, cool. as a kind of a, a podcast, but also a video podcast as well. Which so is what we're we gonna should live be stream. doing here, too. Yeah, video we're going to live stream. Uh, and they're going to bring that back just because now we're doing that all digital. Uh, and was that through KSAT or that was that was your own personal KS- thing? That was through KSAT, but it was okay. my idea and uh, Katie and I's idea. We were able to come up with, you know, fun weather 101s about what is drought what is yeah, a blizzard no, cool. what are historic examples of these things you so like doing stuff like that really really like it it's so fun it's really fun i'm a huge history buff too so that's awesome cool. well hey thanks for coming out to Thank the you, studio Eddie. i know you're about to go do go to work yeah. and go do weather stuff so really appreciate you coming on and come chat with me thanks man Thanks for listening to Building Something Out of Nothing. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, you can email me at ed, that's ed6238, at gmail.com. As always, you can visit either one of our locations seven days a week. Our roastery and first location is over at Warehouse 5 at 1333 Buena Vista Street. If you'd like to serve Shotgun House coffee roasters in your restaurant, cafe, or office, shoot us a quick email at orders at shotgunhouseroasters.com or contact me anytime at 254-913-9031. Our intro music is provided by the Delicate Boys from Austin, Texas. You can find this song and their entire album on Spotify. Thanks.